welcome, welcome to episode 11 of Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan. As Spinal Tap once said, this goes to 11. I am, as usual, your host, Brian Brennan, and in the place to be. Happy Monday. It's almost Thanksgiving, folks. We are almost at that Thanksgiving break. Uh, I know this is the last episode I'm going to be recording before taking two days off to uh, go home for Thanksgiving. Uh I'm really excited. I tested negative for COVID-19. I got my results yesterday. So uh, I am good to go. Good to go home to New York. Back in the New York groove for Thanksgiving. First Thanksgiving I've been home for since t- 2013. So I'm really excited. Um, obviously, I love my family. I love New York. So it's a you know exciting time to go home. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, seeing my family, I know um, this is going to be a weird Thanksgiving for a lot of people. You know, there's not, not a lot of people are going home. I consider myself one of the lucky ones, I guess, that I am going home. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Before we even get to any of that, we've got a great podcast for you today. Uh, we've got NBA Week 11 recaps. Uh, we're going to look ahead to a little bit to tonight's Monday night game between the Rams and the Buccaneers. Should be an awesome game. Tom Brady, of course. Um, and then, of course, we've also got a little NBA free agency talk. And, of course, Mike Edgley is in the house today. We've got Big Mike back on today's episode. Of course, um, we recorded actually yesterday uh, after I got my negative test results. I invited Mike over and uh, we recorded a podcast interview during the Saints game. So it's not after the Saints game. So we can't really get Mike's thoughts on that convincing Saints win yesterday uh, when Taysom Hill um, was the starting quarterback after a week of um I don't want to call it controversy, but uh, definitely a little bit of uh, drama surrounding who would be the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints going into this week. So Mike talks about all that. It's a great interview, plus a whole lot more. I mean, you know, you know what we got for you on a pond for the review with Brian Brennan, only the best of the best. So, um, yeah, you know, like I said, things have been, you know, pretty good lately. Um, COVID tests obviously are on the rise, but just stay safe, stay, you know, you should honestly stay home. You know, I'm going home, but honestly, you shouldn't follow my lead. You should stay home, stay safe, do what, do what you, you know, you know, do what's best for your family um, at, at these times. I know it's going to be difficult. It's a weird holiday for everybody, but um, I think it's for the best if everybody just kind of takes it easy this Thanksgiving so um, so we can have a normal Thanksgiving in 2021. So, um, yeah, I think that's the, the main thing I want to take away from 2020 is um, getting on track towards a normal 2021 um, where, you know, things are a little less crazy, you know, you know, there's, you know, not the threat of the virus everywhere. Maybe we have a vaccine. That's what I'm looking forward to. So uh, I think I, I've, uh, I've introed the show long enough now. Uh, why don't we jump right into an NFL week 11 recap after, you know, a pretty interesting week uh, after some interesting games yesterday. Uh, I really like the Sunday night football game. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, yeah, there's lots to talk about. Let's get into NFL week 11. All right, so let's begin our NFL Week 11 recap, starting with the Eagles and the Browns game. Uh, I'm just going in order based off of what I saw on the ESPN app and what I watched yesterday on Red Zone. Um, I know for a fact the Eagles-Browns game was actually the the lowest-scoring first half of any game in football this season. There was only one defensive touchdown. Actually, maybe it wasn't the lowest-scoring first half, but it was the only – I think it was the only first half in the NFL this season – that did not have an offensive touchdown at all. It only had one defensive touchdown, a pick six by the Browns. And um, 
Yeah, uh, I think Cleveland has to be wondering what's going on with Carson Wentz. Obviously, he struggled again a little bit in this game. He threw two picks. Um, I think the Eagles have a lot more questions than answers, yet somehow, because the NFC East is so bad, they might still nick this division. They have three wins, and um, that somehow might be good enough to honestly make a run in the NFC East. Uh, it's sad, honestly. It's really sad for the for the state of our division when the best team is the Philadelphia Eagles, who have three wins and a tie. So if that's the best we can do in the NFC East, then that's kind of sad. But a good win for the Browns. You know, with the Raiders' loss yesterday, I think that really helps them stay in the playoff picture a little bit more. Um, Cleveland is uh, uh, really showing they're a good team. They have the best running attack, attack, I think, honestly, in football between Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I mean, just the dynamic duo. I mean, they lost Odell Beckham and haven't even missed a beat. And they did a pretty good job in this game. Honestly, the game was honestly not as close as the final scoreline indicated. Um, Cleveland was up 22-10, to and then Cleveland got a garbage time touchdown to make it 22-17. Um, excuse me. Ended up not even really mattering uh, too much for the Browns in this one. I say it's a pretty easy win for the Browns, honestly. Uh, so they take that one. And like I said, they stay in the thick of the AFC playoff picture, which is completely up for grabs, totally wild right now. Uh, we'll see who ends up taking it. It'll be interesting to see for sure uh, who ends up getting those last playoff spots in the AFC. Uh, Miami certainly hurt themselves as well yesterday, but we'll get to that in a minute as well. Uh, Saints-Falcons, there was the drama of this game as to who was going to start at quarterback for the Saints. Uh, you know, Jameis uh, came in last week when Drew Brees got hurt. He had all those terrible fractured ribs and uh, the punctured lung as well. So it sounded like it would be a pretty bad injury for Drew Brees. And he was placed on IR, so he is missing at least three games. So I was, I thought they were going to go to Jameis Winston for sure. You know, I figured he's got the quarterback experience. Uh, as I said in the interview with Mike coming up, he's thrown touchdowns to the Saints before when he was quarterback of the Bucks. So um, I think uh, Jameis Winston was the right choice. He's got the experience, but, um, you know, I can't really fault them for going with Taysom Hill because Taysom Hill knows the system. He's been in Sean Payton's, you know, offense for a while now. He They gave him a big contract, so why not start Taysom Hill or Tayshon Hall, as Michael Kay calls him, uh, and I think it worked out. Uh, Hill did a really good job. He had two rushing touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. Um Yes, two rushing touchdowns, a two-yard run in the third quarter and a 10-yard run in the fourth quarter. Alvin Kamara had the other touchdown. I'm in a tight fantasy battle with uh, Lee this week in our in practical league. He has Alvin Kamara. I Let me pull this up quickly because I got to tell you, our fantasy matchup is going to be right down to the wire this week. I have a 131.66 to 81.7 lead, but he has Tom Brady and Mike Evans going tonight. So he's got a chance. I would say there's a, I would say there's a chance Tom Brady and Mike Evans can get 50 points combined. That's all they need. They need 50 points and Lee wins. So I would say that's a chance. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm getting distracted. I'm getting distracted. Um, so Saints get the win. Um, yeah, I, they come from behind again. They were down 9-3 in this game, but it wasn't really ever in doubt. Saints get the win. You know, we'll see who do the Saints play next week. I talked about this with Mike. They play the Broncos next week who won that yesterday against the Miami Dolphins. So um, we'll see how that matchup goes for New Orleans. I think they'll probably win that one too. 
I think that's why they're being cautious with Drew Brees is because they know they can afford to be cautious with Drew Brees because they've got a couple winnable games coming up. So um, that's a good win for the Saints against the Falcons. They get it done 24-9. On to the Washington football team versus the Cincinnati Bengals. And before I, you know, I really break this game down, I just want to say, you know, Joe Burrow, what an awful injury. And I don't know why injuries keep happening on Washington football team fields. But especially really crippling, terrible, season-ending injuries like that. It keeps happening on the same field, at FedEx Field. I don't know what it is. But um, maybe it's because FedEx Field is just a dump of a stadium. And it's the worst stadium ever. But Joe Burrow... Get well soon. You know, we're all rooting for you. You've come into the NFL and taken it by storm. You are, without a doubt, the real deal. And we are all rooting for you to get well soon. Uh, this is a good win for Washington, though, um, because, like I said, the NFC East is so up for grabs that they need every win they can get. I'm sure the Giants will be hoping to get a win next week against the Bengals as well. Uh, Alex Smith, this was his first win in almost over two years. So congrats to Alex Smith. Uh, he deserves it. Um, yeah, good win for Washington. Um, listen for listen to Sports on the Hill. I know I promote them a lot. They have great Washington football team coverage, and they'll be uh, talking about it tonight. Uh, I think Arun and uh, People's Champ will be breaking it down tonight, and Dijonay and the whole crew, and Carol and Robbie, of course. So, um, state if you love uh, Washington football team talk. Go check out Sports on the Hill podcast because they'll be breaking it down tonight. And then listen to the roundtable, the NBA roundtable after that because I'll be on that too. But um, a good win for Washington uh, who defeats Cincinnati. Uh, like I said, the Bengals are kind of toast at this point. They probably won't win a game the rest of the season without Joe Burrow if I had to guess. Uh, I'd be shocked if they beat the Giants next week. I think the Giants will beat the Bengals next week. Uh, not to get ahead of myself, of course, but uh, the Lions and the Panthers, I was wrong about this game, and there was some quarterback confusion about this one, too. Uh, it looked like for most of the day that Teddy Bridgewater was going to be okay to start this game, um, but at the last minute, they ended up deactivating him and activating P.J. Walker, who I love the XFL. For those of you, I, I went to I went to a DC Defenders versus New York Guardians game before the coronavirus happened and shut down the entire XFL season. And I had a great time. It was a great experience. The XFL, I hope The Rock revives it and brings it back. But P.J. Walker came from the XFL. He came from the Houston team, which was actually, if you'll remember correctly, during the XFL days, probably the best team in the XFL. So uh, P.J. Walker comes from that line, and... Um, my, my friend Phil, who I mentioned a couple episodes ago, he got married, and uh, he's a big Panthers fan, and he was really excited for P.J. Walker to get the start of this game. And uh, D.J. Moore also had a huge day for this. Both D.J. Moore and Curtis Samuel, when they're on, they are a great duo for Carolina. Like, I mean, they are a great receiving duo for Carolina when they are at their absolute best, Moore and Samuel. So, uh, and they both got touchdowns yesterday. Actually, D.J. Moore didn't get a touchdown, but Curtis Samuel didn't get a touchdown. So I was wrong about this game. I picked Detroit because I thought Detroit was trending in the right direction and Carolina was trending in the wrong direction. But um, Carolina, they, they go out there, they get the win. Good for Carolina. A shutout win, 20 to nothing, a donut if you will. Another easy win for the Pittsburgh Steelers who go to 10 and 3. I see they now have 67 straight games with a sack. I believe the record is 69 straight games with a sack held by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the early 2000s. Uh yeah, not much to say about this one. Great defensive effort by the Steelers against a bad Jacksonville offense and um an easy win. An easy 
easy win. On to arguably the best game of the day. And I'm sorry, Tim Clark, but it really was an incredible game. And I'm sorry your team had to lose. Um, a back-and-forth battle between the, the Titans and the Ravens. I want to give a shout-out to A.J. Brown because that touchdown that gave the Titans the lead in the fourth quarter was really a remarkable. He was like, he was, it looked like he was stopped, but then he somehow broke through the wall and was able to get through and break through to the touchdown. It was a show of strength, an incredible show of strength by A.J. Brown. Um, an incredible touchdown in an incredible game that just went back and forth. Uh, Tucker hits the field goal to tie it, and we go to overtime. And um, I think there was just kind of a bad sense in every Ravens fan's stomach when they didn't score on the opening drive of overtime that this thing would be over. And sure enough, Derrick Henry, King Henry with the fantasy points for me, gets the Titans the win. And uh, Tennessee, boy, did they need that, folks. Uh, Tennessee had been struggling. Uh, They had lost, I believe, three of their last four games. So to get this win in Baltimore is a huge win for them. And I'm sorry to all my friends who are Ravens fans, especially Tim Clark. But, um, yeah, this is a tough loss. And now you play the Steelers on Thanksgiving on Thursday. I actually think, uh, now that I think about it, I think we should probably preview the Thanksgiving game since we won't be doing an episode uh, this week. But, um that that game's going to be really interesting to see for sure uh, what happens between um, the Ravens and the Steelers. Obviously, these are two teams that hate each other, playing each other on Thanksgiving. It's going to be a great rivalry matchup. Uh, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, yeah, Ravens-Steelers uh, should be an awesome game, but I'm sorry to all my friends who are Ravens fans. That is a very difficult loss. All right, on to uh, the Patriots and the Texans. And, um, you know, Ethan Winter was on my podcast last Monday, and we both thought the Patriots were going to go. You know, the Patriots seem to have written the ship. They beat the Jets. That's not too impressive. But they did beat the Ravens on Sunday Night Football. So I felt like we both thought the Patriots were going to go into Houston and get the win in this one. That ended up not being the case. Uh, A tough loss for the Patriots, but a good win for Houston. Um, I believe the Houston Texans only had two other wins before this, and they were both against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So this is a good win for them. Deshaun Watson had a good day. He had three touchdowns total, two passing, one rushing. Uh, Great game for Deshaun Watson in this one. Um, And, uh, yeah, it was a good back-and-forth game, actually. Um, The Texans had a 21-10 lead, but the Patriots actually fought back a little bit and um, were able to cut it down to a one-touchdown game, but ultimately that was enough to stop the Patriots. And, um, you know, the Patriots' offense has kind of been an issue all season. Cam Newton, I don't think he's the long-term answer. I think he's good for this year, but in terms of a long-term solution, I don't know if he's the answer. He did all right, though, in this game. 26 of 40, 366 yards, 365 yards, and a touchdown. So uh, Cam Newton had a good performance, but a tough loss for the Patriots, who now have six losses. Can't remember the last time the Patriots had six losses, by the way. Uh, It's been a long time since then. But, um, yeah, uh, a good win for Houston, their third win of the season and their first win against anybody other than the Jacksonville Jaguars. So uh, shout-out to the Houston Texans for the win. And, um on to the next game. You know, I think this game was really interesting. Broncos uh, Broncos versus Dolphins. I thought Denver was going to – I'm sorry. I thought Miami was going to win this game easily. I thought Miami was on fire with Tua. I thought they were heading towards the playoffs. But after yesterday, folks, I have a lot of questions about the Miami Dolphins. I have a lot more questions than answers about the Miami Dolphins. They really struggled yesterday, and they went to Ryan Fitzpatrick – And now, after the game, their head coach, Brian Flores, did say that 
Tua was still the starter and that they're still going to start Tua going forward. But you have to be thinking, and I mean, if I was Tua, in the back of my mind, I'd be thinking, like, do they really, like, am I really the starter when they go that quickly, like, that quickly to Ryan Fitzpatrick when I'm struggling? Like, is it really that secure of a starting job for me? Um, so there are more questions, I think, right now than answers about the Miami Dolphins, which is weird because just last week we were singing their praises and talking about how good of a football team they are, how they're going to make the playoffs, how Brian Flores has done a great job. Now I think we have a lot more questions than answers about the Miami Dolphins. So, um, yeah, I, I think uh, I think we'll see what happens with Miami going forward, but uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I think... Uh, I think they will stick with Tua the rest of the way, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if they'd keep this short hook that they had yesterday with him, and um, they ultimately go to Fitzmagic a little quicker than normal. So, uh, yeah, so uh, the Broncos, I shouldn't disrespect the Broncos in this game either by just talking about the Miami Dolphins and what happened to them yesterday. The Broncos deserved this win. Melvin Gordon had a good game. He had two touchdowns. So, uh, yeah, this was a good win for Denver, so congrats to them. But uh, they honestly, that's another one that wasn't really close. I mean, Miami tried to march down the field for the tie, but it ultimately fell up short. Fitzmagic threw another bad interception at the end, and um, they ultimately just came up short. Good win for Denver. Denver, you know, they're probably not going to make the playoffs this year, but they're building towards anything they can towards next year as well. They want to know if Drew Locke is the answer at quarterback. So uh, we'll see how they do next week against the New Orleans Saints. That'll be an interesting game for them as well. Jets, Chargers, you know, I feel like, and I hate to say this because I feel like if, you know, the Jets were going to win a game, it was going to be yesterday. I really feel like that was their chance to win a game this season. And I feel like maybe if they had Sam Darnold at quarterback instead of Joe Flacco, maybe they do win that game. I don't know. That could just be, be me liking, a, liking Sam Darnold and wanting him to do well. But uh, I feel I feel like maybe they would have had a better chance in this game. But uh, the Chargers, Justin Herbert did a great job in this game. You know, Justin Herbert's an absolute stud. Uh, yeah, he he threw for three hundred sixty six yards and three touchdowns. I mean, absolute beast. Herbert's you know just absolutely killing it right now for the Chargers. And uh, now with Joe Burrow being out for the season, and once again, get well soon, Joe Burrow. We're all rooting for you. Uh, that could open the door for Justin Herbert to potentially win Offensive Rookie of the Year this year. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he does, in fact, take that uh, mantle now that Joe Burrow is out for the season. So um, good win for the Chargers. I'm sorry, Jets, you fall to 0-10. J-E-T-S, suck, 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 I guess. Um, all right, on to Colts-Packers, the game of the week on Fox. Uh, and it lived, you know... I didn't think this game was going to live up to the hype, honestly. I thought, you know, Colts, Packers, Fox, didn't think this was a... I thought, you know, why is Joe Buck calling this game when he could be calling Cowboys? I'm sure when they originally planned out this week, they didn't have Joe Buck calling this game. I'm sure they had Joe Buck calling the Cowboys game in Minnesota. But um, this game was great. Um, Aaron Rodgers, once again... um, marches the Packers down the field to tie the game. I mean, that from that pass to Valdez Scandling from the one-yard line that got them basically to midfield was a thing of freaking beauty. I mean, that is something only like a handful of people on this, or maybe only one, honestly, and his name is Aaron freaking Rodgers. I mean, that was a beautiful throw. A great, all like an all-time legendary type throw 
Unfortunately, they uh, lost the game because my kicker uh, in fantasy, Rodrigo Blankenship, Hot Rod, uh, he kicked the field. He got four field goals yesterday, so a good day for Hot Rod. Uh, he had he kicked the field goal in overtime, and this is a good win for the Colts because the Colts move into first place over the Tennessee Titans. The Titans hold on to a wild card spot, and uh, the Packers. You know, I think the NFC North is now a little more interesting as well because they're seven and three. The Bears are five and four, I believe, and they have a bye this week. So, um, yeah, the NFC North is looking really tasty right now. And who do the Packers play next? The Packers. The, oh boy, folks, we got a big one on Sunday Night Football next week. The Packers and the Bears, the monsters of the Midway, the old school Chicago Green Bay rivalry, an all time classic. Not, you couldn't ask for anything more, honestly, if you're a football fan. The greatest, arguably the greatest rivalry in football for a battle for first place on Sunday Night Football next week. Unfortunately, we have to watch Nick Foles play quarterback. but uh, Or no, it's, it might be Mitchell Trubisky. I forgot Nick Foles got hurt on Monday Night Football. So um, it could be Mitchell Trubisky now in that game against the Packers. Uh, oh, boy, uh, Sunday Night Football Mitch. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But this was a great game. Um Totally unexpected. Uh, I looked like Philip Rivers was a little banged up, honestly, in this game at times. Uh, they went to Jacoby Brissett at times as well. So we'll keep an eye on that for Philip Rivers going forward. But, um, yeah, good good win for the Colts. Uh, this is probably the best win of their season so far, and they absolutely deserve it. Shout-out to Rodrigo Blankenship, my kicker in fantasy. Uh, he is a beast. Uh, love the glasses. Love the glasses. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. Cowboys-Vikings, another great game. Andy Dalton threw a touchdown pass. He threw three touchdowns in the game, uh, but one to win the game to Dalton Schultz with a minute 37 to go. And uh, that was it. That was the dagger touchdown. And, um, boy, what a win for the Cowboys, huh? You know, they needed that to get back into the NFC East. It was not looking good for them. They only had two wins, and I thought they were going to lose this game as well because the Minnesota Vikings were coming into this game red hot. I mean, absolutely red hot. It looked like they were trending in the right direction, and they have winnable games coming up as well. So this was a bad loss, I think, for the Vikings. They will rue this one. They will rue this one if they miss out on a wild card spot because they know they could have had it. So uh, definitely a bad loss for the Vikings and a good win for the Cowboys who go home to thanks for Thanksgiving. They play the Washington football team next. Uh, that'll be a good game on Thanksgiving. I'm looking forward to watching that one while I'm home in New York. And, uh, yeah, uh, should, be, should be an awesome Thanksgiving day of football. But uh, let's get into the last game of the uh, day, the Chiefs and the Raiders. Patrick Mahomes, baby, what more can you say? The best quarterback in football, in my opinion. I don't even think it's even really that close. Patrick Mahomes absolutely crushed it in this game, marching the Chiefs down the field for the game-winning touchdown to Travis Kelsey. A beautiful pass for the win, too, with 24 seconds left. Uh, or I'm sorry, 28 seconds left. After Jason Witten caught the go-ahead touchdown just a minute beforehand, yeah, I, at that point, you know, you're thinking, okay, you know, maybe the Raiders have this. But then you remember Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football, folks. I mean, uh, Patrick Mahomes is an absolute beast. Uh, he's he's a stud in the making. Uh, not not in the making. He's already a stud, honestly. Joe, you know, um, Justin Herbert's a stud in the making. Patrick Mahomes is a stud. Like, he's an absolute beast. Like, best quarterback in football. Not even close. So, uh, I think um, it'll be an interesting matchup. The next week, we have the Chiefs and the Buccaneers at 425 on CBS. 
Uh, obviously, Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes, the GOAT versus the future GOAT. That'll be an interesting matchup for the Chiefs after this win against the Raiders. The Raiders play the Chiefs very well, by the way. The Raiders beat the Chiefs in Kansas City earlier this season. So um, they, I wouldn't be surprised if these two teams met for a third time down the road in the playoffs, and that would be a great matchup. But, um, yeah, this this is this should be um, – should be exciting. It was a really exciting game. A uh, really great Sunday night game. I didn't think this would be as good of a game as it was, but uh, it absolutely was a thriller. A really great game, and um, yeah, absolutely love this Sunday night football game between the Chiefs and the Raiders. I love that stadium in Vegas, by the way. It's an absolute beauty. Uh, Allegiant Stadium, I think it's called. Just looks better and better every time you see it. Honestly, and when I saw it on Monday night football when they played the Saints, it was gorgeous. And now when I'm seeing them on Sunday night football against the Chiefs, I love that flame. I just love the Las Vegas Strip. There's nothing more beautiful than the Las Vegas Strip lit up at night, baby. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful sight. Um, the blinding lights of Las Vegas is uh, the weekend sang about. Um, yeah, uh, I think uh, this is a good win for the Chiefs and really a great overall Week 11. Uh, a lot of excitement. We've got one more game tonight. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, it's just a great NFL Week 11. Not much more to say than that. I just got two quotes from a one Michael Edgley, who you will hear from in just a minute. I'm going to break down these NFL games coming up. The game tonight, uh, Rams, Buccaneers, and then the three Thursday night games, uh, the Thursday games for Thanksgiving, because we won't be on air. I'm going to break down those games in just a second, but I just got a, a quote from Mike that I think is really interesting. Two quotes, really, that are really interesting and telling. As you know, Mike is a big Saints fan, and he is a Drew Brees stan, if you will. He, he worships at the feet of Drew Brees. But he said to me, to be honest, Taysom Hill looked better yesterday than any game Brees has looked this far. And he also said that if Taysom Hill does a good job these next few games as the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, you can make the case that he should start full-time over Drew Brees. Let that sink in for a minute, folks. A quote from the biggest Saints fan of them all saying that they should, they could honestly start Taysom Hill over Drew Brees moving forward. That's a big quote from big Mike Edgley, folks. I, I was really intrigued by what he said. You'll hear what Mike has to say about the whole Taysom Hill, uh, uh, Jameis Winston controversy in just a minute. But now I want to break down these upcoming NFL games, uh, starting with the game tonight, the Rams versus the Buccaneers on Monday Night Football. Uh, I think this is going to be a great game. I'm really looking forward to these. This is two, two of the best teams in the NFC for sure, um, the Rams and the Buccaneers. Uh, I am going to go with the Buccaneers because the game is in Tampa Bay. I think that gives them an advantage for sure. Um uh, the Rams, obviously, they've had a little bit more time to prepare. It's not like they're going for a 1 o'clock Sunday game. They're going for an 8 o'clock Monday night game, which I think should be pretty uh, manageable for them. So I think this will be a good game for the Rams. Like I think we'll get a good back-and-forth game. But um, Tom Brady has beaten the Rams before. He's actually beaten them in the Super Bowl twice. Uh, first time when they were in St. Louis in 2001, then later in 2018 in the worst Super Bowl of all... <sighs> Let me just go on a tangent about that freaking Super Bowl, by the way. 13-3 final, Maroon 5 as the halftime show, that was the worst Super Bowl, in my opinion, arguably ever. That Super Bowl in 2019 was so indescribably bad. I hate that Super Bowl with a burning passion. Probably mostly because the Patriots won, but I also hate Maroon 5, and they were the halftime show, and they were so, so, so bad. Ah, what a bad halftime show. That's just a little flashback to 
the last time Tom Brady faced Sean McVay and the uh, Los Angeles Rams. But I think he'll get the win again. The Bucks are four-and-a-half-point favorites. I think this will be a good game, uh, but I will go with Tampa Bay to win this one. That is my pick for Monday Night Football. Uh, let's move into uh, the three games to kick off Week 12 on Thursday Night Football. Or not, I keep calling it Thursday Night Football, but it's Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving, not Thursday Night Football. So first we have the Texans and the Lions. Uh, the twelve. This game starts at twelve thirty. So the uh, the pre Thanksgiving when you're like eating your snacks and everything like that. You know, trying to get ready for the big meal. You're you're you're. I guess you, I don't want to say you're starving yourself, but you're you know giving yourself a few snacks here and there. You know, not really eating a whole meal. That's the game that you're going to be watching. The Texans versus the Lions. So. Um, Texans obviously coming off the win against the Patriots. Lions coming off that shutout loss to um, to the Panthers. Uh, I think this will be a close game. You know, I, Houston's favored by two and a half. That sounds about right. Uh, I think the Texans, just because the AFC is stronger, I think they're a better team. So I am going to go with the Houston Texans in this one. Uh, Deshaun Watson gets to eat turkey on Thanksgiving and carves up the Detroit Lions in this one. So I'm going with Detroit. Uh, two teams I hate: Washington Football Team versus the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, oh man, I real Dallas is a two and a half point favorite. The game is in Dallas. The last time these two teams played, Washington won pretty easily, but that game was at the dump that is FedEx Field. So uh, I think they'll split. I'm gonna go with the Cowboys in this one. You know, I think the Cowboys are feeling good after that win against the Vikings. Andy Dalton's looking pretty good. Uh, I think, uh, I think, you know, Washington, maybe they're feeling bad after losing, after, uh, <laughs> ending Joe Burrow's season. I don't know, but, um, I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. I think they split these games this season. I think most NFC East teams are going to split this season. Uh, we already saw the Giants split with the Eagles. So, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what it happens going forward. And then of course the best of the games on Thursday, uh, the Ravens and the Steelers, I think, um, Steelers coming into this one undefeated, and the game is in Pittsburgh. Baltimore is really struggling. Right? Baltimore's got to be really frustrated. And now a short week on Thanksgiving against your arch rivals. That is going to be very tough for the Baltimore Ravens in Pittsburgh, no less. I don't know. I think all signs are pointing towards the Steelers in this one. I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So just to recap, I'm going – and the Steelers, I think they will extend their sack streak to uh, 67 straight games as they close in on that record of 69 straight games held by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the early 2000s. So uh, to recap, tonight on Monday Night Football, I am picking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then on Thanksgiving, I am going with the Detroit Lions – sorry, the Houston Texans, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, all to win games. So uh, – I think that's enough football talk for now. Why don't we move into today's interview with Michael Edgley? Uh, we talk about football. I'm <laughs> sorry, I said that we, you know, we'd be done with football, but Mike and I do talk about football. But we also talk about the NBA and um, you know free agency and all the moves that have happened with the Wizards and potential moves for his. As you know, Mike's a big Wizards fan, so we talk about all the moves for the Wizards as well. It's a great interview. Uh, a lot happens. A lot to unpack. Uh, enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned. All right, we are back with another recurring guest of Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan, Big Mike Edgley. Mike, how are you doing today, sir? 
Doing very well, Brian. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So um, just for those of you who uh, obviously can't see us, we are recording this on Sunday afternoon. Mike's beloved Saints are currently playing the Atlanta Falcons. It's a 3-3 football game right now, so obviously we, we won't know what happened. Mike wanted to record during the game so he can see what's happening and react to it in real time. So, Mike, what have you – is there anything you've seen so far in this game? I, I mean, there's been a little, you know, Taysom Hill. That was an interesting story for the Saints this week. Mm-hmm. What have you seen so far in this game? Uh, so far, the Saints look okay. Uh, they're off to kind of a slow start where, where they usually get off to a slow start. But uh, they just got a field goal with Will Lutz, and now it's tied 3-3. Three to three. I think the defense is just going to continue to adjust and make the stops that they need where uh, the Falcons won't score that many points. And I think the offense is going to continue to uh, make their adjustments, and they'll just uh, uh, just run with Kamara mm-hmm. and uh, Taysom Hill. And... Um, <clears throat> They, they should get a win in this one. Yeah. Um, so it's obviously been an interesting week. You won last week against the 49ers. Um, you were down early, but you came back and won pretty convincingly, I'd say. But uh, unfortunately in that game, Drew Brees does get hurt. Um, the injury, it sounds really bad when you, you say it out loud. He's got a bunch of fractured ribs, and mm-hmm. it's apparently he had a, a, a lung issue as well. Yeah, he has uh, five fractured ribs and a uh, collapsed lung. Wow. And the fact that he even, like, played through that at all is crazy so shout out to drew Brees for that i mean that's incredible but um obviously you know i think all signs jason Jameis winston came in while drew Brees was out in that game against the 49ers and so all signs were kind of pointing towards Jameis winston yeah he was gonna start start for the saints and then they kind of surprised us a little bit i guess by Mm -hmm. going with Taysom hill what was your reaction when they ended up going with Taysom hill I was both like surprised and not surprised, like because when they went with, when at first they went with Jameis. I almost kind of felt bad for Taysom Hill because he's been waiting there for a while, right, to have a starting job, and he just hasn't had had a chance yet. And uh, Sean Payne keeps on saying that he's the next Steve Young, right. And if he really thinks that, yeah, then put if him Drew in Brees gets injured or when Drew Brees retires, you have to start him. Mm-hmm. Don't start Jameis. Yeah. So maybe they probably. Uh, both fought for the starting job, and I think on Thursday or Friday when they made a decision, like obviously Taysom outplayed Winston in yeah. practice, so Taysom got the job. Uh, I like I said, I was a little surprised at first, but I think it was the right decision overall. Yeah, and uh, I think Taysom just knows the team a lot better. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, he he's been there longer, obviously. He's, he's... Yeah, he's been there longer, and. Jameis Winston, when he's got the starting job, he's had some good moments, but he's also had yeah. some not so good I was going to say, Jameis Winston threw some touchdowns to the New Orleans Saints while he was quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, he did. So, he um, did. He's a little fam- I guess he's a little familiar. Well, there's a big play for you yeah, on DJ Moore. DJ Moore, shout out to DJ Moore. I've got him in fantasy. Uh, we are also watching Red Zone on my TV. So uh, we've got the Saints on my iPad. We've got the um, NFL Red Zone on uh the TV, we were recording on my phone. Well, couldn't ask for anything more. Um, so, what? Uh, Saints just got a sack. Nice. So, um, so let's. I want to talk about the, the future of the Saints because obviously, you know, Drew Brees, he's kind of coming to the end here. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if this is this is a sign. Do you think Taysom Hill is going to be the guy who takes over for Drew Brees when his career is over? Do you think it's yeah. going to be Taysom? Yeah, I think it's going to be Taysom now. That looks like who's uh, who it's going to be. Yeah. Unless if he plays terribly when Drew Brees is out. Yeah. But I'm expecting him to play pretty well. So far, he's doing all right in this game against the Atlanta Falcons. So. Yeah, and uh, obviously Atlanta's not the biggest test. They have a terrible defense. Yeah. But uh, 
still it will be it'll be a good test. It's a division rival. Yeah. And um next year Vans of being Taysom Hill taking the starting job. I'm so confident we could be a very good team. Yeah. Like we have uh, a lot of really good pieces, uh, good pieces around Taysom mm-hmm. that he could build upon for the offense. And I mean, you and I, you, I just want to interrupt. You and I have been saying for a while that if there's one team that can survive losing their starting quarterback, it's the Saints, right? Like yeah, they, 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 they've got so many weapons on offense yeah, that is. even though Drew Brees is great, they can survive it. I feel. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like it's not like in 2009 when they won the Super Bowl. If they didn't have Drew Brees, then they would have been you know screwed. Right. But like. Uh, this team, if they don't have Drew Brees, even for the whole season, they're still probably a playoff team. Yeah. I mean, considering how the NFC is and how their division is, I think they're definitely a play, at least a wild-card team, even, yeah, with, yeah, even without Drew Brees. I mean, yeah, they're but, pro- yeah, they'll be a wild-card team. Maybe they'll still win the division. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll see how long Drew is out for. I'm hoping, you know, I've, I think he was placed on IR, so I believe he's out he for – he was so he's out for three weeks, right? Yeah. At, at, least. at least. So we'll see. We'll see um, – what Taysom can do in that time, and if they go to Jameis at any point in time. I know you You actually told me, I don't know if you know it off the top of your head, but you've told me in the past you have kind of an easy schedule the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what are you thinking for the Saints moving forward? Do you think you can win this division without Drew Brees? Uh, yeah, I definitely think that I can win, uh, we could win this division without Drew Brees. I think uh, we could honestly win most of our games uh, uh, for the rest of the season without Drew Brees. Yeah. I'm trying to pull up the... Uh, I'll give you a, I'll, I'll give you a second to pull up the schedule. Um, yeah. uh, we're watching Red Zone here. Obviously, uh, right now they're on the uh, Detroit Lions Carolina Panthers game seven nothing uh, Carolina. Shout out to PJ Walker uh, who's starting this game for the Carolina Panthers, and um, he he's for, he, he was the starter of the Houston team in the XFL. I remember the XFL earlier this year before coronavirus and all that. It was a big deal, but PJ Walker was the starting quarterback for the Houston team. And um, now he's starting for the Carolina Panthers because Teddy Bridgewater's out. Uh, Mike, do you have the schedule pulled up? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. So after this game against the Falcons, we got the Broncos uh, next Sunday. Okay. And then uh, the following Sunday, the day before my birthday, we get, we play the Falcons immediately again. Wow. And then uh, December 13th, uh, we play the Eagles. Um, December 20th is going to be the toughest game of the season without Drew Brees. Yeah. It'll be Chiefs. a tough one. It's the Chiefs. Yeah. But uh, I believe that should be uh, NBC's game of the week. It's yeah. at four twenty-five. I think it'll be flexed at some point to Sunday Night Football. It yeah. should be. Yeah. Like that'll be ridiculous. If, if it's not, not even if it's if, even if Drew Brees is not playing. No, no, I agree. It'll be I, a, I totally be a agree. good game. I agree. And uh, Christmas game, uh, uh, Vikings is yeah. against the Vikings. I love that we're playing on Christmas. I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's cool you're playing uh, the Vikings too. You know, yeah. you've got that. You've had that history with them as well. Yes, yeah, so, uh, we've had that history with them and. Now, Vikings are very hot and cold this season. They started off terrible, but yeah. they've been riding off Dalvin Cook. He's been amazing this yeah. year. and um, Arguably the best back, uh, one of the best backs, at least, in football. Yeah, he, he probably is has been the best back this year. Yeah. He's carrying. He's literally carrying the team. Mm-hmm. And he's helped them, too. Like, they started off 0-4, but I think now they're 4-5. and five. Yeah. Uh, they and they've been they've had some impressive wins like against the Packers so yeah I think the Vikings and Saints will be a tougher game than people think mm. but the Saints should still win that game especially since it is in New Orleans right 
Uh, and then the last game is against the Panthers. Okay. And that's in Carolina. Nice. So you, it does sound like you have a very winnable schedule coming up the rest yeah. of the way. The only so. game that's not late, I don't want to say it isn't winnable because it is, but it, it's obviously the toughest one. Is the Chiefs. Is the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, that, that'll be an interesting game. And we'll, I'll obviously try and have you on before that game so we can preview that before mm-hmm. we get to that in a few weeks. Uh, do you have any other final thoughts on the NFL and just how it's going so far? Uh, besides uh, how terrible they've been handling COVID, yeah. uh, it has been fun to watch this season from a fan standpoint. We've seen some pretty good plays. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm excited for my Saints, how they've been doing this year, despite the controversy drama that they had during the offseason. Yeah. They were able to put it aside and still playing well. And even with Drew Brees, I'm hoping that they could still perform well. And uh, Lamar Jackson, he just threw an incomplete. Yeah, um, this game is Tennessee's on top, 7-3 to three right now over Baltimore. Still a lot of time in that one, so um, we'll re- obviously I'll have a recap of all of these games on this episode, so you'll hear that probably before this interview. But um, let's move into some NBA talk, Mike, because obviously things have been really crazy this week in the association. Um, there were all the trades that started on Monday, you know, uh, Dennis Schroeder, CP3, a bunch of really interesting trades. Um you know, Kelly Oubre has been moved twice. Um, yep, free already. agency, the draft happened. Uh, I'm sorry, the draft happened on Wednesday, and that was a great. I mean, the, the Wizards, your team got Denny Avito, which I'll yeah, get to in a minute. Yeah, that. I think that was a great pick. Uh, we'll talk about that more mm-hmm. in a second. But um, free agency happened. Neither of our teams did much in free agency, but mm-hmm. Gordon Hayward got paid. Um, a lot of guys got paid, actually. And, uh, Fred Van Vliet also got paid in free agency. Uh, nice Good run by Burrow, Burrow by nice the way. Run. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so um, what, what are your thoughts on the NBA offseason so far? I mean, I know it's going to be kind of short. The season starts in a month, basically. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on what's happening so far in the NBA? Uh, so uh, we're having a um – I think we're having a very decent off season this year. Uh, Tommy Shepard was actually just on Elliot in the morning on Friday. Yeah, and he was. Just I remember talking, you telling me about that. Yeah, he was talking about uh, just some of the moves they've done. Uh, he's been talking about the kid that they um, drafted. Um, I forgot his name, but the guy from Israel. Yeah, I think it's Danny Ovida is his name. I got Danny Ovida. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, he, uh, Tommy was saying how uh, he was talking to the scouts in Israel, and they were saying how. They feel like he's their best player. Yeah. Um. To hear that, to hear that we got him drafted, feels really good. I think, uh, drafting Rui Hachimura last year was a great decision. Right. Uh, other than uh, his terrible defense, he looks pretty good offensively yeah. and rebounding. I think defense he can slightly improve. Yeah, I think he made all. Rookie, I think he made all rookie teams still, right? Like, uh, yeah, he, he did. He, was, uh, he made a second all rookie. Yeah, team. Yeah, uh, Rui was a great pickup for the Wizards last mm-hmm. year. Um, and I think that they do have some nice young young players there, especially with this guy. He sounds. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there was the other move that you were rumored to make this week. Um, I mean, there have been Russell Westbrook movers, R- rumors oh, all, over, all over the place. I, I saw uh, the Knicks are rumored. Right. Shout the Hornets. Andy, shout out to Andy Hoops. I don't yeah. know if you saw his recent video, but he was Yes, like, I did. You imagine if uh, the He Knicks made it sound like all, it would be a disaster. And uh, to be honest with you, from his perspective, I kind of almost agree. Because yeah. If you just get Russell Westbrook, you obviously would have to trade a lot of your... Yeah, pretty much our entire young core, basically. Yeah, just exactly. To get... And then the best you would probably do is maybe an eight seed. Yeah. And at that time, is it really worth it? Yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't... Uh, honestly, I mean, I would I would love to have a player like Russell Westbrook on my team, but at the same time, is it? Re- you're right. Is it really worth it to give up all that for, you know... 
I think that's touchdown Cincinnati. Um, or no, it wasn't. Never mind. But um, yeah, it was it really worth it to give up all of that for you know a, a, a you know kind of old, older player like Russell Westbrook. I mean, I would be honestly more interested in CP3, I feel, than yeah. Russell Westbrook at this stage in my career, just to see CP3 mentor the younger players, and he'd probably come a little cheaper. Um, would you want, I mean, let's let's just talk about the Wizards for a second, though. Completely different situation, though. Would you want Wizard, uh, would you want Russell Westbrook on the Wizards? Uh, I, part of me does, and part of me doesn't, because uh, his contract is pretty absurd. Right. Like, it's five years for $205 million. That's a lot. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, he obviously is better than um, uh, John Wall at this point in his career. Even if John Wall gets back to full strength, like you probably have to think Westbrook would still be better. Yeah. And um, I think Westbrook and Beal could be a very good duo. Yeah. And I think the highest that they can, uh, like assuming like they, the young core plays well and we got Bertons back. Right. Which I was shocked by, but very happy. To yeah, hear. a lot of money, but I think, you know, he's a good How player. How much should we sign him? It was like $80 million, I think, or something like that. That's a lot of money. Yeah. It's probably an overpay, but hopefully he plays well enough to where he kind of earns it. I, I like it more than the Gordon Hayward contract with Charlotte, which was yes. for $120 million, yes, which is that was crazy. Absurd. That was absurd. That's insane. We definitely overpaid Bertans, but I'm so happy we have him. So yeah. hopefully it's not like an auto porter where yeah. it just ends up killing us. But I mean, he's he was he's a good three-point shooter. I think yeah, he'll be a good, good. addition he to your... He 47% from yeah. three last season, which is very, very good. Yeah. I, um, I, like I said, I'm surprised we were able to get him, but I'm happy we got him. Yeah. Uh, um, I I think with Westbrook, the best we can maybe do is like a maybe a fourth or fifth seed, and maybe uh, we can get into the second round. But that's about it. Yeah. And with John Wall, like John Wall at his core, honestly, probably the same thing. Maybe like a little less, like six or seven. But it's probably the like. The East is just like the really top teams are really good. It's very top heavy. And um, but the thing is, is the Bucks have kind of started to be figured out right on how to stop them. Like, uh, if you just force Jan, uh, Jimmy Butler, and um, uh, or if you just get Jimmy Butler and the other guys, like the, what the Heat did to stop Giannis and yeah. double team him a lot, then um, and withhold Giannis, then the other team can't do much. Yeah. I agree, and we'll see what Milwaukee. This is a big year coming up for Milwaukee. Um, they uh, they made the big trade with New Orleans. Um, I can't remember who who did they get with New Orleans. It was Drew Holiday. Yeah. Uh, so they've got Drew Holiday, and they gave up Bledsoe. So they were trying to make a big three, basically, with Middleton, Giannis, and Bled, um, Holiday. I don't know if it's going to work. And Giannis obviously can. I think he can decide to leave after this year. So we'll see what happens with Milwaukee. Um, these could be up for grabs after this season. I don't know. It could be very interesting annoying mm-hmm. coming up for the East. So if you get Russell Westbrook, I think it could be an interesting move for the Wizards. I don't know if it makes you automatic contenders in the East, but I think it it would be a good it would be a, you know get you up a higher seed. I think for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's talk a little fantasy football um, this week. Um, who are you? Who are you playing again this week? Sorry, you're playing. Okay. You're playing Arun. I'm sorry, you're playing Arun. I knew that. You're playing Arun. Who you've obviously made a lot of trades with this year, so you you two are very familiar with each other. Um, yeah. You're familiar with each other's teams, I'd say, pretty well. Um, what are your thoughts going into your matchup with Arun this weekend? 
Uh, you know, it's not, as, as far as uh, projections go, it's not looking very good, but mm. I'm hoping some of my guys can go off and we'll see if I can get a win. Yeah. Um, I mean, who has anybody, like, performed well for you so far, at least? Or uh, Honestly, uh, not really. Mm. Uh, Tyler Boyd hasn't really done much. Mm-hmm. I think the Redskins just got to turn over. Washington to... football team, but yeah. Yeah, or, yeah uh, the Washington <laughs> football team, but yeah. I've been waiting to do that all ever since I started doing my podcast. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah uh, I, I'm, I, we're obviously in the same impractical league, and I'm, um, I'm trying to beat Lee this week. As of right now, I'm going to pull up the projections here. Uh, against Lee, I am favored to win 125 to 109, so I'm hoping that holds. But Lee has a good team. Um, he's got Alvin Kamara, as you know, Mike, um, and he's got he's got probably the best one of the, two of the best running backs in the league. He's got Kamara, he's got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He's got a great duo there in our league. So um, yeah, I mean. What are your thoughts on the trades you've made lately? You've made some moves as well. I I, I know you made the one with for Jameis, and unfortunately that didn't quite work out. But you ended up picking up Taysom Hill, so it kind of yeah it ended up not mattering. What are your thoughts on the trades you've made recently? Uh, not too bad. I'm happy with the Tyler Boyd trade for trading away Duke Johnson, and um, there's some other trades that uh, I thought I made that were pretty decent. Yeah. Um, was hoping to win the, these last three games and get into the playoffs. Yeah, but man. We'll see what happens. I mean, we'll see what we'll see what happens. It would be good to have you in the playoffs. I mean, I'm hoping to hold on to my spot as well. I'm currently in fourth place, so I'm hoping to stay mm-hmm. there or maybe even move up a little bit further. Should be a wild ending to uh, the impractical league. Um, I just wanted to close this out, Mike. Uh, I just want to ask. I, I didn't. I didn't even tell you I was going to do this, but I was going to ask you: Is there anything you know, since Thanksgiving's on Thursday? Is there anything you're thankful for in the world of sports? Like, is there anything you're thankful for right now, just in the sports world in general? Uh, I'm just thankful that we're still able to have sports despite what's going on, and um, I hope we continue to keep it that way. Continue to stay safe. Yeah, I, I think that's a good way to close out. I, I, you know, I agree with everything you said. Um, yeah, it's great that we have sports right now. It's it's a great distraction, honestly, from everything else that's going on in the world right now the rising cases in coronavirus you know trump trying to take back the election even though he lost um it's it's yeah i think sports are a really welcome distraction do you have anything uh, oh hey they're showing the um uh, they're showing the saints on um uh, red zone now let's see what happens here uh you already knew that was going to happen but that is yeah. a nice play that is a nice catch by michael thomas i'm a terrible play-by-play but um nice catch by michael thomas down the field um, to get the Saints set up even more, they're up six to three right now. I guess they got another field goal. Uh, yeah. Okay, so they got. And another... also, I don't know if you just saw, but Michael Thomas now has the most receptions of of his first five seasons than any other receiver in history. Wow. All right. Well, and he did that while being. I was gonna say he's hurt for a lot, a lot of this season. year. Yeah. So shout out to Michael Thomas. I mean, he's a great wide receiver. Um, and a big part of what they do down in New Orleans. Um, good luck to you in the rest of this game, Mike. Do you have anything else you want to add before we sign off? Um, uh, not really. Just thank you very much for having me on. Of course, man. Time. Of course. Um, anytime. You're welcome on anytime. And um, thank you for listening. thank Michael Edgley for coming on this episode of Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan. I want to thank you for listening to today's episode with Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan. Um, I just wanted to give a couple quick little thoughts on the NBA free agency because that started on Friday. 
Uh, Nick's totally struck out. Not really surprising. They ended up getting Alec Burks, I think, from the Philadelphia 76ers, and that was really the only move they've made. Oh, and Austin Rivers. They got Austin Rivers, too. whoop de frickin do They got Austin Rivers uh, on a three-year deal, and um, only one of the years is guaranteed. So I have zero doubts that Austin Rivers is probably going to get moved probably in the middle of the season, if I had to guess, by the New York Knicks. This isn't going to be a long-term thing with Austin Rivers on the Knicks. But the Knicks struck out on Fred Van Vliet. They struck out on Gordon Hayward. They struck out on Carmelo Anthony. Like, just pick your poison. The Knicks didn't get them. Um, But I will say, uh, Gordon Hayward absolutely got paid, by the way, by the Charlotte Hornets. $120 million. That is a a lot of money. Uh, So I I don't know how Gordon Hayward got that much money, honestly. Um, He's a good player, but like $120 million is a lot. A lot of money from the Charlotte Hornets, too. The Hornets just throw money at, like, all these crazy contracts. The Hornets have a lot of really bad contracts, honestly. If you look at their their uh, their roster, it's not good. Uh, um, but uh, this was definitely another huge contract and a surprise. So um, when Hayward opted out, I thought there was no way he was going to get more than what he opted out for. He opted out of a $34 million a year deal. And I was like, there's no way Hayward's going to get more than that. Come on, what are you doing, Gordon? And uh, sure enough, he got $120 million from the Charlotte Hornets. So, uh, And Fred Van Vliet, good job uh, betting on yourself, I guess. That's kind of his slogan. Fred Van, I follow Fred Van Vliet on social media. He's a good follow. He uh, always tweets like, bet on yourself and things like that. And he did bet on himself. And uh, it paid off in a big way for Fred Van Vliet. Uh, who is going to stay with the Toronto Raptors uh, on an $80 million deal. Davis Bertans also staying with the Wizards, as you heard in the interview with Mike, on an $80 million deal. You know, it's funny because I remember this very clearly. Um, Shout out to Tim Clark again. But when, um, when Bertans opted out of the NBA bubble, he was like, I'm never going to forgive Bertans for this. Uh, even if he comes back, I'll always view Davis Bertans differently because he opted out of the NBA bubble. So I'm wondering if Tim Clark, uh, maybe he'll hear this and let me know, is uh, feeling a little differently about Davis Bertans now that he did, in fact, sign with the Washington Wizards. You know, it can't be, can't, it's not a bad thing to pick up a 42% free throw shooter like the Washington Wizards. Uh, it's not three, I'm sorry free throw shooter three point shooter he's a 42 percent three point shooter and uh you know i think that's a good pickup for the wizards who are trying to build they obviously you know that now they have the international correct connection with avita and uh, hachimura and bertans it's pretty cool and um i think the wizards could be building you know a solid seven or eight type team if they get russell westbrook maybe that'll stratosphere them a little bit higher in the eastern conference but right now i'd say the wizards are building a solid seven or eight area team better than the knicks that's that's better than what i can say as a knicks fan and we're still probably not even going to come anywhere close to the playoffs next year even with our good draft picks so um yeah if you're a wizards fan got to be liking um bringing back bertans i think i think it's the right move um Carmelo, I think, you know, I wanted Melo back with the Knicks, but I think it's the right move for him to go back to Portland. Um, excuse me. He, um, I'm, I'm so emotional. I'm, we didn't get Melo. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just congested. I'm just congested. Um, you know, Melo, um, he was really a leader to that Portland team, and you could tell that they really fed off him well. 
uh, in the bubble. And they had a lot of success in the bubble. They won a game against the Lakers. Um, so I think Portland could have a good season next year with Dame and CJ and um, and Melo as well, leading the way. I think it could be a good team. But, um, yeah, definitely don't regret. Melo shouldn't regret going back to Portland at all. Um it was the right move for him. It was the right move for his career. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say on NBA free agency. A lot of overpays, you know, but that's just that's just free agency. That's just how it is. Free agency can be summed up in one word, overpay. It always happens. Somebody always overpays by a lot for someone. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts on NBA free agency. Before we wrap up this episode of Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan, uh, with Thanksgiving being on Thursday, I figured now would be a good time to just say what I'm thankful for, uh, not just in the sports world, but just in general, you know, with it being, you know, 2020 and everything being as crazy as it is, uh, I'm really thankful to, you know, just have to be able to go home and spend some time with my family. I'm looking forward to Wednesday when I get on that bus and head to New York. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm just thankful that I'm able to have this opportunity to go home to New York and see my family and, uh, you know, be, be socially distant. It'll be a weird Thanksgiving, but um, it'll be really, you know, I'm just really blessed to be able to spend this time with my family. You know, I just cherish any moment I can with my family. And, um, and it should be awesome. I'm really looking forward to this Thanksgiving. And, um, you know, I'm really thankful for... Uh, in the sports world, of course, I'm thankful for all the teams I root for, the Yankees, even the Knicks. Yes, I'm thankful for the Knicks. I'm thankful for the Giants. I'm thankful for the Rangers. I'm thankful for Arsenal, uh, NYCFC, High Point Panthers, all the teams I root for, UConn, and every team I claim. You know, I, I just, uh, I'm really thankful for all of you and all the joy you bring into my life. And um, it's just, you know, especially in this, you know, crazy year, for a time where we didn't even have sports, you know, we went from March basically until July or so without any major American professional sports and um, to now have sports back and, um, you know, it looks like we're going to get the NBA back in a couple of weeks. It looks like we're going to get the NHL back pretty shortly after that. So um, and then baseball comes back in the spring and we're, you know, football is obviously in full swing right now. Um as Mike said, they're not handling COVID very well in football, so um, we'll see how they handle the rest of the season. But obviously, the you know the beginning of the season has not been ideal for the NFL. But um, I'm just thankful we have sports at all. And um, like I said, I'm just thankful for my friends as well. You know, you guys rock. All the guests of the podcast: uh, Mike, Tim, Arun, Matt, uh, Ethan. Uh, future guests as well, such as my dad and uh, Robbie Gross and people like that, Ken Peoples Champ. Um, you know, I'm thankful for all you guys. You you guys are awesome. I'm just thankful you're all in my life and uh, a big part of it. And um, you know, I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. I can't wait for Thursday. It should be a nice day of football, just a quiet day and at home, spent with family and. Uh, couldn't ask for anything more so uh with that being said 
Thank you for listening to this episode of A Pod Further Review with Brian Brennan. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, subscri- our Apple Podcasts, subscribe on Spotify, follow us on Facebook at A Pod Further Review with Brian Brennan. Uh, follow me on Twitter at bbrian1991. Uh, find me on Facebook. I'm Brian Brennan. I'm the clean shaving. Oh, yeah, I shaved, by the way. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, I hadn't shaved since March. And uh, I decided last week, last Tuesday, that I was, in fact, it was, in fact, time to shave. So I finally got rid of my beard, and I now have a freshly shaven face. I do miss my beard, though. So, um, yeah, so if you're looking for Brian Brendan on Facebook, it's the picture of the uh, freshly shaven dude who's smiling. So that's me, uh, Brian Brendan. Uh, I also got a cover photo of Yankee Stadium. So uh, if you're looking for me on Facebook, that's who I am. Uh, other than that, thank you for listening to this episode. I will see you probably sometime next week. I would imagine I'm going to do an episode. May, I'm not going to do an episode next Monday because I'll be traveling back from New York. But uh, I would imagine I'm going to do another episode sometime maybe Tuesday or Wednesday next week. And then another episode on the Friday after that. But there will be no episode this Friday. Enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday. Spend time with your family. And uh, have a good one, folks. I'll see you next time.